You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Hi, good evening. We're in the ninth chapter of Shavit, and we're dealing with the mitzvah of Bi'ur, the law of removal. As long as there is food available in the fields, we can wander out into the fields and take hold of it. It's ownerless, it's hefka. And we can even bring it into our house and store it. But as soon as that food is no longer available in the fields, we can no longer keep it in our houses. At that point, we need to remove it. That's when biur comes in. We need to take it out of our house and put it back in the field. And the Torah bases this on a verse in Vayikra, in, um, actually in the Parsha of Bahar, which we read just uh, three or four weeks ago. For your cattle and for the animals that are in your land. Shall all the produce of the Shemitah year be to eat? So the produce of the Shemitah year is for us and it's for our cattle, but it's for the animals in the field too. And if the produce is not available for an animal wandering freely through the field to eat, then it's not available to us either to store in our houses. And maybe there's an important ecological concept there. That our right to eat food depends on the food being available to natural creatures. And if it's not available to natural creatures, then it's not available to us either. So the Mishnah will ask, and this runs right through the ninth chapter, well, what are the boundaries of the law of removal, in particular, when do we have to take stuff out of our house and put it back in the field? And we learned last time that the land was divided up into three different territories. And that, so the definition of food availability was local. And that's implied in the Pasuk, actually. Velachaya asher ba'atzecha. It's the animal that is in your land. So the land of Israel was divided up into zones and it was only when food became unavailable in your local zone that you'd have to bring it back out in the fields. So in other words, if there are, I don't know, melons growing freely out in the field in the spring, you can bring them into your house. But as soon as the melons run out, you have to bring your in-house melons back in the field. And the Mishnah is then going to pick up the story in Mishnah 4. We can eat. That means to say we can keep the food in our house to eat on the basis of availability out there that's hefkeh, that's ownless, not on food that has been guarded inside the house and then taken out and put on the fields later. And Rabbi Yossi permits, although the halacha doesn't follow Rabbi Yossi. And then the Mishnah goes on to talk about 
different kinds of grains. What about um, poor quality grain that sprouts late? Or what about trees that yield biannually so they may fruit late? Can we keep food in our house on the basis of that type of inferior grain or on the basis of a bi-yielding tree? And actually, the Mishnah says, yes, we can. Although it draws the line at um, a kind of grape it calls a seat vanyot, which is a winter-yielding grape. Most grapes ripen through the summer. So they're going to be harvested in the autumn or the late autumn. But there are some, and so by the end of the autumn, if you've got grapes left in your house, you'd have to bring them back in the field. And there are are some secondary growth grapes that will grow right through the winter. And the Mishnah discounts the possibility that we can keep grapes in our houses on the basis of those. Although Rabbi Huda permits onto certain circumstances. And then the Mishnah goes on to talk about people who were preserving different kinds of vegetables. So clearly, the time for removal will depend not just on the geography, on which zone in the land of Israel you're living in, but on what kind of vegetable we're talking about, because different vegetables will reach the end of their seasons at different times. So what if we've got an enormous, an enormous pickle jar in which we have stuffed three different kinds of vegetables? And as you might imagine, the Mishnah comes up with three opinions. Rabbi Eliezer says you can only, and Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer, by the way, we will find later in the Mishnah, is an extremist. Rabbi Eliezer says we can only eat them as long as the first kind of vegetable still remains in the fields. Rabbi Hoshua says we can eat them as long as the last one remains in the fields. Rabbi Gamliel as very, very often throughout this Masechet, comes up with the kind of the reasoned, nuanced answer and says, look, every different species in this pickling jar has to be correlated with a different species in the field. So as soon as one particular kind in the jar is no longer to be fired in the field, you have to go through that jar and take out all the examples. And the halacha goes according to Rabbi Gamliel. What about other kinds of time limits? Well, the Mishnah is going, is first begins by talking about gathering moist herbs. I think these are the kind of herbs that we all know, right? They're parsley, they're coriander, they're herbs that we gather when they're still green and fresh. Hamlaket asabim lachim. These are, asabim lachim are moist herbs, but these are fresh herbs. Ad sheivash hamatok. Until... Well, until something has dried up, hamatok might be sweet herbs, or it might be a euphemism for sweet dung that's dried up, or it might be a reference to moisture in the earth. Different people translate this Mishnah in different ways. But the basic idea, which is that we can keep those fresh herbs in our house as long as there's moisture out there in, in the fields, is is a common to all translations. And... And the Mishnah will then go on to talk about dried herbs. What about dry herbs? Maybe like dry thyme, stuff that you can gather and use when it's dry. 
Mishnah rules Ad Shetered Riviashnia until the second rainfall. Same idea with leaves. Leaves of reeds, leaves of vine, you can gather them until they fall from the stems, i.e. they're no longer sitting there on the stems. But Hamagabev Biyavesh, you can gather them dry, Ad Shetered Riviashnia until the second rainfall falls. And there's a brighter in there's a brighter in um, uh, Tanit, which places the second rainfall round about the middle of the month of Cheshvan. So we're talking, by the way, about the month of Cheshvan in the eighth year, in the year after the Shemitah year. So if you have dry herbs that you gathered into your house, you can eat them right the way. They, these are seventh year produce. And as soon as they become unavailable in the fields, i.e. in the second month of the eighth year, you have to bring them out and put them in the fields. That's all from me today. Tomorrow we are going to bring a series of parallel Mishnayot which deal with the question of the second rainfall. This time around the middle of Marcheshvan in the eighth year. And the, the, the Mishnah seems to have aggregated these examples together because they all depend on the same season. And then we're going to finish off the ninth chapter of Shvi'it, and which is all about removal. And we'll move on to the 10th chapter, which is about the annulment of debts. So I'll see you all tomorrow for those for the, for the end of chapter 9, and then we'll move on to chapter 10. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>